Welcome to Private View. In conversation with artists in their studios about their art practice. Hosted and produced by me, Jack Duplock. I hope you enjoyed the previous episodes. If you haven't listened to them yet, they're still available on Spotify. Just search Private View. Also now through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and review. It will make it easier for others to find it. In episode six, I talked to the artist Audrey Roger. This is the first episode recorded under the current lockdown. So we had the conversation using Skype. Audrey is a French artist now based in London. Having first studied fashion and textile design, Audrey's work uses the techniques more associated with fashion, such as weaving, to make beautiful minimal abstract paintings that are both poetic in their approach and surface, drifting between painterly surface and sculptural object. Audrey graduated from the Royal College of Art in 2019. Previous shows have included Via Arts Prize, Embassy of Brazil in London, New Work, and came to London, Hark the Old Shoreditch Station Cafe in London, Folk Art Art, Same Heads, Berlin, Germany, 3D Dream Bags, Jaguar Shoes, London, and Women's Arts Practice and Thinking, a staged event at Doric House Museum, London. We talked about life in lockdown, reading poetry, and how she was finding making art after graduating, such as getting opportunities to show work, etc. You can follow her on Instagram at Audrey underscore Roger, or check her work out at www.audreyroger.com. I hope you enjoy. So you were saying that you can't, you haven't been to your studio at all. No, I haven't been back. So I went just before um, lockdown to to get some things from my studio um, to bring back here a few books and a few materials. But um, but I didn't. um, Yeah, I haven't been back since. I guess technically maybe I maybe I could go because so I cycle there and then um, and usually when I'm there, I mean I don't. um, I kind of bump into people in the hallways but um but yeah it's not like all necessarily um apart from my studio mates and again like we cross over sometimes but not um not all the time so I, I wouldn't actually come into contact with anyone or hardly anyone I think but um I just yeah I you know since um the government issued um restrictions and and yeah uh, uh, it probably and and there's like I would come into contact with like some um yeah like kind of uh, common areas and um it's just a thing of you know making sure you wash your hands you don't kind of touch things and i don't know it's just i thought it might be easier to work from home um yeah 
um, maybe so this maybe this week you'd be able to to actually go to the studio now that they're saying that you can um you can go to work if you yeah if you want to which i suppose you can consider your studio as your workspace so yeah 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 <clears throat> for sure yeah. yeah i mean to be honest I, yeah i don't know how you found it um as well but i in a way i found it um also interesting to, to work in a different way to have um uh certain restrictions and to um and and to have a, a slower pace um i think it makes you think about things and um makes you think in a different way as well which sure. is yeah. um, necessarily a bad thing um yeah um how have you yeah found it um um yeah i found i mean i did the same thing where like obviously we're I'm not in London, um, so I had to take a temporary studio with me. Mm. And um, I kind of had this idea of making a, a, a book of, of drawings anyway, which has been in my mind for quite a while. So mm. it, it became a good opportunity to just concentrate on that over this like couple of months that we've, mm. we've been away and been sort of, um, yeah, the lockdown has kind of sort of, uh, made me um, concentrate on one project, which is quite mm -hmm. good, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I um, unearth uh, a project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, I found that as well to like to um, go back to things that either things that you, you didn't necessarily make have time or make time for before yeah. or um, things that you kind of had thought about but yeah didn't really delve into that much um, it's yeah it's interesting when you then have the time to do that or or like you like can focus on just one thing um, yeah I mean it's been a good um, I don't know about you but it's good thinking good period to think about your practice as well and and um space to do reading mm. or even watching films and stuff which i've kind of been doing as well mm. so that's been quite good so mm. I, th I think when i get back to the studio it kind of uh i might be able to see 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 work in a fresh way mm. after mm. this kind of period mm. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, um, and yeah, it's so important to make time for those things as well. Because sometimes I don't know if you see it that way as well. It's, I feel like some of those things can be like work, you know, like you, um, I mean, they're kind of, they're a natural kind of inspiration, like books or, or films, but, um, sometimes it might, they might be treated as like work research or, you know, when, yeah. um, actually it's a kind of everything's um linked and uh, just as much as they're um for like pleasure or personal interest and um that feeds into your work and um and vice versa it's like it's all yeah it's all one um and but yeah it's really important to to make time for those things and i think it's made me think as well of like how the things that sometimes we consider like on the margin or on the side you know like hobbies or um yeah personal interests or like really niche kind of interests um can um can become 
the work or can become like a central part of what we make um and uh, yeah to not treat those as i don't know yeah to not maybe separate those as much or um treat them as like trivial because they're they're really important as well and they're part of who we are and um as individuals but also they, they reflect you know it's something that and like other people can identify with as well yeah um, yeah so <laughs> um, so what I, have you well you've been you're saying that you've just been researching and 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 reading mm. while you've been at home yeah uh yeah it's been really nice I've been like um yeah just reading um uh lots of poetry actually um oh, nice. and yeah i was um i mean a, a book i keep going back to that um Rainer Maria Rilke's uh, book of hours, uh, Love Poems to God, um, okay. which is seems really apt. And I don't know in the situation, but it's like I think it's for like every every day. Um, it's not even if you're. I'm I'm not religious, but um, I have my own kind of sense of um, faith and um, spirituality and um, mm. just yeah just reading those um poems kind of um helps me to connect to that um and there's another book um i really love as well called um staying alive real poems for unreal times by neil astley okay um, yeah. which is <laughs> very very useful very helpful in these times um yeah because poetry i think can help make sense of things or um uh, can really um i mean it, it has such a um strong emotional power as well so i think in sometimes when it's hard to put um feelings or sensations into words like yeah poetry can help to access that or kind of make sense of those things um yeah um, yeah i found that and then i've been uh, reading a book actually that i got um for my birthday not long ago and um called threads of life by clara hunter okay um and that's um about so needle craft and sewing um but in uh, like throughout the world and throughout um uh throughout different times um and it's it's been great actually it's it's really um it's really interesting because it's uh it's fed into ideas um just kind of naturally it's things that i started kind of i've got now new projects i'm just waiting for materials but um uh, oh, yeah so i'm excited to like try some of these things out but just reading it and reflecting on it actually having the time to kind of read it slowly and think about yeah. it has um been great yeah mm. That's great. So you, you've got some idea of what you want to do when you get into the studio, sort of, is that right? Or? Yeah, well, actually, these things um, are kind of things that I can do from here. But um, yeah, things I wanted to do in the studio were more um, to do with like weaving or like sculptural kind of um, ideas or like yeah working with found um objects and um which i started kind of a 
collecting just before lockdown, um, but which seem weird, obviously, after to work with. <laughs> Don't want to touch them. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, it'll be, I, I kind of, it's strange because now that I've kind of gone used to um, working from home, like going back to the studio might be really odd. And <laughs> I don't know if, I, if I'm ready to just, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, the thing is like, there's, um, it doesn't matter where, where you work. It's just, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. so any place can be, um, yeah, can be a place for making work. Mm. Yeah. What, what about you? What, how do you are, you, are you kind of um, excited at the possibility of being able to, or when, when will you be able to go back to your studio? Um, not sure. I mean, we haven't really decided what we're, we're doing. I think, I think we might be here till June at least. Right. And then, um, uh, but I, I've got I've got a few paintings in in progress at the moment, mm. which I kind of uh, left, obviously, um, mm. and I th I I think I am quite excited, but I'm not that like mm. I'm quite happy where I am at the moment. Mm. So, okay. Um, uh yeah i mean i agree with like you can you can you can sort of produce work anywhere you are really you just have to um adapt to your environment mm. and i think that's kind of quite an exciting sort of um endeavor in mm. a way mm. um as i've been i was i've been following um a lot of artists on instagram mm. and um it's been quite interesting to see um, everyone is in the same situation, even, mm, even mm. sort of like um, people like uh, Chantal Joffe had to move all her her studio into her house, mm. and um, people like uh, do you know the artist Nicholas Party? No, I don't actually. Uh, he he's represented by Housing Worth, a Swiss. Mm -hmm artist who's now based in America in, in New York right. um, just doing like a body of watercolors rather than yeah like his normal work and then oh, they, right. Which they're is, being uh, showcased on the on the website of the gallery and stuff so it's uh, quite everyone's like um, downsizing yeah this period of time because obviously they all have to um, I mean, I think in New York, you, you can't leave your, your yeah. apartment. It's a bit more serious over there. And stuff. Yeah. So it's just quite interesting to see different yeah. how different artists are dealing with the situation. Yeah, that's uh, so interesting. Yes. That's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, it's, um, it's a bit cliche, but it's going to be so interesting to see what, and it's already great to see what's coming out. Um, the kind of responses or the the kind of work that comes out of yeah these restrictions um physical restrictions or yeah yeah um and all the kind of digital um projects as well or other things happening on instagram or on on digital platforms um when you can't actually you show just yet in a physical space but you still want to show work um to to yeah um to your peers and to the 
to the general public, um, you, you find other ways. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's great. I think it's, um, um, yeah, it's interesting because sometimes maybe you can also, um, yeah, I mean, obviously this is, um, a very unusual and, and, uh, horrendous, um, situation. I, I definitely, um, I know that I'm quite, um, lucky in, in my position, but, um, I think in, yeah, these situations that force you to, to live and work in a different way, it's, um, uh, it can kind of get you out of um, certain kind of grooves that you've had with your own work or certain sure, sure, threats. Yeah. Or, yeah. Are, you, are you in contact with your, any of your sort of contemporaries, colleagues? Yeah, yeah. Have, have you been having like Zoom chats and stuff with... Yeah, uh, we've um, actually started um, a kind of a crit group with some friends from college. Um, and um, yeah, which has been uh, great to, um, yeah, to just yeah. kind of keep on, on um, sharing, like talking. Um, even sometimes it's work in progress or things that we were kind of doing before lockdown. But um, sometimes it's just ideas or research or... Um, yeah. And um, yeah, and it's, it's so important to, to still have those um, connections um, and those dialogues. And, um, and also, yeah, there's been lots of other um, kind of reading groups as well or, yeah, different kind of um, ways. Um, and it's, yeah, sometimes it's, <laughs> it becomes difficult to keep up with all these things because um, it's so, yeah. Yeah. a lot I felt like yeah that was one of the issues before lockdown was um especially I think living in a, a city um like London where there's so much on offer um you feel like there's always a billion things to to see or do and that um, sure, yeah yeah it's, yeah that either like you you feel like you should or you just or you just uh really want to do all these things and it's hard to keep up um and having being forced to kind of slow down and not have this kind of um these pressures of always um keeping up with these things is um i think has been really good but um but now it's like maybe it's just the human nature i think um it feels like even in periods where um after we've been um slowing down then things pick up again and then there's like a billion things just just happening online <laughs> but um so it, it never stops <laughs> yeah of course because i think that's what i've i've kind of realized i miss mm. uh, this period is is going to private views and seeing people and stuff like mm. that it's kind of one the one thing that i'd be looking forward to mm. eventually when it comes back uh, and, mm. so, and um have you been looking at things on like online shows or um different things that galleries are, are organizing or um what have you i've, I've only seen just a, a few but have you like of, of what's on offer but what have you been um looking at yeah virtual shows or anything <laughs> uh yes i have i've been looking at a few sort of virtual shows um, mm. 
um, looking at their viewing rooms and, and things and stuff. Well, like that. what so, was your experience of it? What did you think? I quite liked it. Mm. I liked it. Um, this Chi uh, Chinese artist, can't remember his name, um, but he's he's on at Simon Lee Gallery at the moment. Mm. Which is like amazing, huge sort of detailed, um, figurative sort of uh, paintings and drawings and stuff. Mm. Um, what I I found fascinating is that you, well, you some of them you don't, but this Simon Lee you had to sign in, so you obviously are on their mailing list. Right. To get on their mailing list. And then um they have their they have the prices of the work, which you don't use it when you go to go physically to a gallery, you don't really um get to know the prices of work. So it was quite interesting mm -hmm. to see um how much work has been sold. Yeah. In these galleries and things like that. So that yeah. was quite that was sort of quite interesting. Mm. How did you find, because I, yeah, seeing something like that, I mean, you'd ideally want to get up close to the work and see um, kind of the, the texture or the, like, how it's made or the, yeah, like you usually see in, like, in real life. Well, how did you find that, like, looking at work like that, that you, where you have a distance, so you just, you can't, yeah, get up close? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the problematic side to it. I mean, his mm. work was quite detailed, or quite graphic, I mean. Mm. So they come up really well on a digital format. Right. Um, um, it depends on the work, I guess, yeah. Maybe yeah. some, like, translates better to, yeah, digital media, but um, some others, it's um, maybe it leaves you wanting more and <laughs> frustrated you can't, um, yeah. Can't get up close. Um, maybe there's yeah. I've seen a lot of um, a lot more videos as well, um, or like uh, kind of video poems or vi like video texts or you know. Um, yeah. A lot more. Maybe yeah. Also, a lot of text-based things. Um, guess yeah. Maybe it's people want. I mean it suits um, this particular situation as well um, to, to, yeah, to talk, to like put into words what's happening or how you're feeling or, um, but yeah, yeah, anything kind of, yeah, um, like video or animation or kind of digital collage or, um, yeah, it's easier to, well, to access on Instagram or platforms like that. Um, uh, yeah, it's got straight because you know Freeze New York was net was on an online platform, yeah. and I was kind of like that must be really strange. I don't know how yeah collectors will buy work online, but obviously yeah, they have yeah. they I suppose they they do because I mean that's the only way to access the artwork at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't bother looking at that because I imagined. Like if you go to freeze, you have to pay like a, a mm. sort of admin fee, and I can imagine they um, mm. admission free fee, and I can imagine you'd have to pay to get online. Yeah, 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 and <laughs> and then it's just like <laughs> it's probably not worth it. 
<laughs> I mean, like going to the yeah. actual thing is a bit like intense. So yeah, 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 yeah. Going on to an online sort of fair. Yeah. Because of, uh... yeah, for sure. Yeah. But also maybe it, um, it's interesting because um, I was having these discussions before with other artists um, about you know art fairs and and is is it still kind of relevant or is it still is that still like the best. Um, way for for um yeah for galleries to show work or i don't know if they're um because it's been kind of um running they're they've been running for a while but um you know what what other ways could you um could you showcase work or maybe to know i wonder if um not saying it should be digital in um at all but yeah I don't know. I think I think art fairs are um, an easy way to um, access international collectors because obviously mm. they they only happen over a weekend. They they happen over a weekend or over like a week, mm. and so and they're all there. All, yeah, yeah the all collectors will come and come and it's easy for them to look at the artwork and buy buy stuff and things yeah. but um uh yeah i i can't really answer that question i mean yeah yeah but i wonder yeah i, I think i don't know it's interesting when things are kind of um there's um uh, yeah situations change and you just yeah maybe it's um it makes people reassess um, certain kind of formats or structures that are in place or that have been in place and that you haven't necessarily, you, you might yeah. not have questioned or, yeah. yeah. So who knows? Um, yeah. But it's, um, yeah, have you, would you embrace anything um, digital in your own work or has it kind of uh, reaffirmed or would, are you still m much more like, about the kind of um, handmade kind of work or the kind of material qualities? Um. Uh, at the moment, yeah, the handmade, I like the I kind of sort of like the tactile uh, mm. aspects of doing artwork and stuff. I don't know what I would do on a digital. Mm. I mean, I've kind of thought, thought about animate, maybe doing some animation Mm. Um, like uh, animating my sort of um, imagery, mm -hmm. which I suppose could be on a digital platform. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. How about you? Because yours is, I think you're you're very much interested in material and yeah, the tactileness of of um, material. Yeah, yeah, like you, yeah, I, I really like. Um, like I really need that as well. It's, yeah. um, it's very important for me. And it's just, um, uh, I, I really very much work from um, the materials from, um, for me, that kind of is usually the, the starting point of the works is um, the kind of uh, how I, I kind of gravitate to, towards certain kind of uh, materials or objects or textures and, and colors. Um, yeah. But I've been, uh, yeah, I've been thinking, I mean, digital kind of work wasn't something that 
I always really liked or that I was, yeah, either drawn to, and, and that's, I mean, a generalization because there's so much, uh, it's quite vast, but um, it's not something that I would necessarily, yeah, uh, go towards. Um, but I have, I've started actually taking um, a, an online course at the, at the beginning of lockdown. I was looking, um, well, I was thinking actually, it, I remember this, um, poet called J.R. Carpenter that I saw um, in uh, South Bank Center um, at an event called Exploring Poetry as Disruption um, back in uh, October last year. And, um, and she, she makes, she creates um, um, poems and, and digital work. Um, so it's, it's all like through um, digital means and it's all experienced digitally. And I found this course online called Electronic Literature, um, which um, which has been, yeah, really interesting. I don't know where it's where it's going to go, but it's it's definitely um, piqued my curiosity about um, these kind of uh, ways of working and uh, and experiencing. And um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's um, I think it can also be applied to. So there's um, things that they talk about that can be applied to so many things, and you can also have a mixture of um, digital and handmade in in the process. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, mm. But um, so I don't know. I'm leaving kind of a, a door open for for that. Um, but um, I don't think I would have necessarily. Um, uh, I don't know. Pursued this kind of thing if maybe if I hadn't. Yeah, if I wasn't under uh, working under these conditions. Um, okay. So yeah. <laughs> That's quite it's sort of interesting. I mean, you 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 sort of um, you experimented with the video, didn't you, when you were at the Royal College for for a bit? Was that right? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but it was very much. It was interesting because it was very um, yeah. again about like the tactile qualities because I was. Um, uh like using my body i was it was like i was performing for the 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 camera but it was all to do with like the hands or the mouth or um okay and so it was very um sensory even though there was like the the screen in between and it was like a, yeah um but i was yeah still very much about <laughs> i guess the tactile qualities um but um yeah, in in a way, like I was thinking a lot about like uh, Pipilotti Rist, um, a Swiss um, artist um, who's done a lot of um, videos that are very sensual, very sensory. Um, uh, even though, like, it's just you can just see, but it's I don't know. It evokes so many um, kind of yeah. So uh, it really touches on the senses, um, but. Um, yeah, so I don't, yeah, but it's, apart from that, I, I yeah, um, I've always really worked more with, um, with my hands, um, yeah, um, and I'm kind of like, I'm re, I am missing that, um, and I can't, yeah, I, I do really want to, to, um, get back to some of those things with, um, having more space to do them, it'll be, but yeah. Sure, I think you were, you're planning to uh, 
quite a few sh- when you'd find quite a show with with some of your contemporaries yeah. at one point. How's that? How's how, how are you finding that? Um, well, so I that... don't know what's, yeah, what we're going to do because it's so the venue is, I mean, that's on hold um, at first. So it was supposed to be in October, November, and then it kind of yeah. got delayed. And like, and now we don't even know when um, uh, we're going to be able to show in that space, um, which we were really looking forward to because it was um, a, a, a big um, space, lots of um, uh, light, like lots of, yeah, the space was really kind of ideal for the kind of works that we wanted to, oh, well, to show. Well, where, was, where was this space? Um, in Battersea. Um, Battersea, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was the Pump House Gallery, it's called. Um, oh, yeah, I know the Pump House Gallery. So I didn't realize you could um, sort of hire it or hire it out, or was it, is there like a, you propose a project? Yeah, yeah. They accept. They kind of like create create shows through that process. Yeah, is that you, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can okay. hire it out. Um, yeah. so we just contacted them, and uh, we, we didn't really yeah. kind of say about a specific project, but that just that we wanted to um to show there. Um, yes, beautiful space that one. That mm, yeah, it really. Um. um yeah. But yeah, so I I don't I'm not too sure. Um, also I think we've. like us three um, artists who were going to show there have all kind of uh, been kind of like slowed down with our work. I think the, the initial kind of um, the beginning of lockdown, they kind of, uh, we didn't all have, we didn't have access to our studios. One of the girls went, um, was actually in her, um, back in Denmark when um, when oh, it so she, happened and then she couldn't come back to, to London. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, didn't oh. have any of her materials or anything. So um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, what happens, but um, I'm sure we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll show something in, somewhere. <laughs> we'll find that. We'll adapt and um, yeah. Um, but yeah, and also yeah, I think there'll be um, uh, those things that some friends from college have um, organized um, already, and like one um, on uh, a show on Instagram, I I might um, join as well. And um, oh. mm, and other things, I'm sure that will continue on happening because yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is exciting. I think it's just, um, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Right? makes you think in a different way. It makes you maybe either make um, different kind of work or present it in a way that you might not have thought of. Or, um, so, yeah. But I think, over, yeah, most of all, I've really enjoyed kind of um, n- kind of stopping, you know, like slowing down and not... Um, having so much pressure from um of you know keep on producing work keep keep on like showing work which is I mean I think there's like there's obviously pressure that we put on ourselves individually but it's um it's also pressure from the kind of um art world or or you know from social media as well or yeah um which isn't always conducive I think to the creative process because um 
like ideas form and and um yeah materialize um when they're ready like sometimes it happens really quickly but sometimes it takes a while and sometimes i mean you um you might have had that as well where you think about certain things you have kind of seedlings of ideas and then they um you don't go back to them until like months down the line or years down the line or you pick things up or um they like make sense um way after you first had them or um and i've just i've really enjoyed kind of um yeah just um slowing down in that way and seeing kind of what comes in naturally instead of being like oh i need to make this or i need to work towards this deadline or these kind of you know applications or um yeah and i think i i mean it's a choice as well it's not you yeah. don't have to follow in that um uh, that pace but i think it's um it's i find it really difficult to not to especially like in a, a city like um london and the kind of art scene that is in london which is is both really great and it's there's so much like talents and um yeah so much great work but there's um there's also a lot of um a pressure and a certain kind of rhythm i think that, um, yeah. Well, you feel pressure that you you need to you need to show. Is that what you yeah, show the work? Yeah, so all the time, and sometimes like you uh, just you make yeah. work and it's not ready, or it's um, yeah, or you don't necessarily want to show. There's a lot of things that might be kind of dead ends, or um, yeah, works that are just kind of um, they've made the way for other better ideas you know when you're um ideas and you don't need to show everything but yeah um, yeah i mean i've had a few times where i've i've been working towards a show and um working towards deadlines but not happy with the with the actual artwork that i've produced because i've had to produce it for that specific mm. show um, yeah. so when i've had periods where I might have had a year of not showing at all. Yeah. It's been quite good because then I've produced work that I, I like, like. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than the, the ones, the work. Um, yeah. That, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it can go both ways because I think, um, yeah, sometimes deadlines are really great, obviously, for... Um, <laughs> kicking your butt like <laughs> like actually finishing stuff um and yeah having that kind of pressure that you you um you're gonna have to show it but like you said yeah sometimes it's um maybe you need to to have a to allow for for more time and a different pace um but um i don't know it's also i feel like it's really something that you can only uh, feel like it's very it's like having an internal compass and you can tell um what's right or not um yeah um but i yeah i definitely feel like it's um it's good to do that especially coming on coming off um from a master's degree where i felt like there was so much anyway <laughs> there's so much to process after that experience um so it's um it's not a bad thing to yeah 
did you and your your contemporaries at the Royal College? I mean, how how are you feeling? Well, once you've like left, I mean, is there mm. is there do do you think there are like spaces um, that you can use as as like uh, project spaces to do shows? Um, I'm just I'm just quite interested because uh, previous episodes of, of this like podcast, I've talked to people who are more my generation mm. and there was a bit of a nostalgic sort of um uh harking back to when we graduated and the fact that there were like a lot more sort of um empty spaces that you can you could take up and use as studios or uh, as yeah. project spaces yeah um it's quite interesting um how how you and your your sort of contemporaries like yeah. felt the climate once you left the Royal mm. College of Art, whether there were whether you'd found um found that easy to find sort of spaces to create your own shows and um mm. well uh, so were the spaces that you said that you could um kind of showing were they like uh spaces that you you didn't necessarily have to rent out or that you could just kind of take over or is that um some of them you you had to rent out i mean they were like in the in um specifically in hackney there were lots of kind of um mm. empty warehouses that you could just take the lease out right and um uh the studios that i the studio i had on well street which was run by two friends of mine and they ran a gallery called keith salmon it was basically just a warehouse and they oh. they leased the whole whole space and then rent and then uh, divided a part of the warehouse into studios which paid oh. for the lease basically oh. and um it it included a um internal courtyard and then a separate space mm. that you accessed from the courtyard, which they um, you, they sort of use as a gallery stroke project space. Mm. And there were a lot of those sort of spaces um, opening up around the time that, that we all sort of graduated in sort of early 2000s. Oh, right. Um, and they sit, there were like a lot of spaces down in sort of um, Old Street, Curtain Road, of kind of like okay. dis, disused spaces that um, people just created temporary shows. Yeah. It, that... it felt like a very sort of, uh, sort of a guerrilla set up mm. in a way. But I think, I mean, of course, they weren't free. Yeah. But they seemed to be... There seem to be sort of space, seems to be spaces that weren't being developed, or, uh, and right. so mm. the landlords were happy for um, artists to yeah. take it over for a short period of time. For I can imagine that very, very um, mm. small amount of um, rent, and that's yeah. I. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, there's kind of I feel there's less of those spaces now because obviously. Mm. London's become more developed yeah yeah um yeah and no, it's really interesting uh, you talk about that because that was something that I was looking into um a lot just before um 
before lock everything's before lockdown <laughs> um but um yeah because i really I, I also find it really interesting to um uh, to uh showcase work that isn't uh, in a gallery setting or in a kind of white cube or um uh so ju just find yeah other ways that might um suit the work better or to just um that might kind of instigate ideas because if you're um yeah uh, doing uh installation type work or or something that's um where you create an environment or an experience that some some of the spaces might um might yeah spark ideas for that but um yeah. but yeah there's it seems like from my experience from what so that these kind of spaces that i was looking into and also the kind of spaces that um we were looking into in general with uh my my friends to sh to show our work um it seems really kind of uh formalized like very like um like those spaces are um available like spaces that aren't used just yet and um the landlords um see yeah an opportunity to, to kind of still um make money while um in yeah. between but um but yeah it seems kind of like it's more like um like it's a business or like it's um like there's a kind of procedure or like you can um yeah there's i don't know it just uh it doesn't i i don't like sense that kind of guerrilla spirit in in the situation that um in like the kind of current uh yeah um uh, like the the situation with these spaces but um it, and also like a lot of spaces that we were looking at they were just they were um a lot of them like fairly expensive and um and yeah there's definitely a, a, a kind of process to, um that you have to follow um to yeah. to access these spaces and and there's a waiting list as well because um there's a lot of artists who want to show there and um so it's not that it's not impossible but um and i think what you were talking about is maybe sometimes a, a better solution because it also means that you don't have to it's you can do it more on your own terms like you can um uh you know just find a, a, a space you'll find like several spaces that might fit kind of the criteria that you're looking for you don't need to plan it like months in advance because the landlord has a uh, the person organizing has a waiting list and um and you don't need um a proposal of like a formal proposal um you can just say i want to rent this space and then you just do your own thing which is um yeah gives you a lot yeah. more freedom um but i just think yeah it's um just like you were saying that the real estate in london is what it is um now there's there's much more demand um or yeah for spaces to show work so and and it's um yeah it's a way to make money obviously for um for landlords it doesn't necessarily come cheap um yeah yeah well maybe this lockdown will um there'll be a new sort of um and it kind of new period mm. um where we we're in another recession or something and then so it might be mm. more there might be possibly yeah 
um spaces that open up because they the shops have closed down i mean it's quite a depressing yeah thing to think about it but then obviously these for sure yeah um when these th- with these situations happen um mm. uh opens up creative spaces for artists to use for yeah the world, yeah but yeah so, yeah 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 no, uh, the, yeah i guess well but like you said yeah, it's, yeah 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 um yeah we'll see what happens um yeah i think for now yeah. everything's on the um in, in digital but yeah afterwards when yeah. We're, we're able to go back um and show outside yeah it would be interesting to see well, yeah maybe maybe it will just be all digital maybe that would be the easiest way of showing your work yeah. <laughs> yeah i wonder how much yeah people are going to kind of hold on to um to these digital means or or if there's also going to be um a kind of thirst for um actual tangible um yeah work and and um and and ways of looking and experiencing um things um but maybe it's not i don't know i wonder if this has kind of deepened that those questions or because they were already there anyway um before lockdown and i remember when um i went to the the biennale um in uh and and i remember back in november and um i don't know if did, did you go to this one or um uh no no. no, I didn't get to that. Um, I felt like overall there was a lot less, like compared to the one um, two years before, there was a lot less um, work that was very um, tactile, that has a lot of like um, textures and um, that you wanted to touch, that you just, um, there was a lot, a lot of videos. Um, I wonder, yeah, it was interesting to see like how things were, um, that things were moving in, in that um, direction. I don't know. I ju- this is just like my own sense of it. Um, yeah. But, um, well, there seems to be more, more work, um, as you say, dealing with a digital format, but mm. being um, immersive spaces. Mm, yeah 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 that also using yeah it's true new, it new technology as a, like a medium yes yeah. and things so, yeah uh, yeah no you're right and that's yeah. and it's just a different way of experiencing things as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um was there a particular artwork or person that got you inspired to become an artist when did he because you um i know that you went to the royal college of art but it's sort of um you feel that what what talk about a bit bit about your sort of background from sort mm. of um, you were you working more in, in in fashion before or i can't i can't remember yeah well that was that i mean that, that was my background so i did so i did my va in uh fashion and textile design um okay. and then yeah i worked in fashion for a while um but in like lots of different um, areas in fashion. But um, I kind of, yeah, I felt like I came to art kind of by accident or kind of, um, I mean, I was, I did a lot of different things. um, And, but some of the things I did were, I guess, maybe more on the 
design side of things or um, uh, more commission-based or more uh, like, I don't know how to, yeah. Um, but not so much on the um, fine art. And, um, but I kind of, I wanted, um, uh, I, I kind of changed course um, at, at some point. So I did uh, at one point like paper sculptures, which um, I did uh, kind of freelance um, uh, for commissions, but also I made an exhibition, of, an installation of paper sculptures that was quite immersive um, with another artist. Um, and we did a stop motion animation. So you remember? Uh, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess maybe, yeah, that was kind of uh, the start as well. Like I was, I also went to, um, I was part of a screen printing um, studio called Print Club London. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah. And um, yeah, you remember the Print Club London days. Um, the, the beginning of it was um, so I, I I was making uh, screen prints on fabric because that was um, I used to do that when I did my my BA. But um, but a lot of people there were making screen prints on paper, um, either for uh, clients or for um, exhibitions. Um, oh. And um, and the uh, director of the of, uh, print club um, took a uh, light, light some of my prints and she started showing them in um, art fairs and, and um, different places um, and yeah so I kind of yes that and I guess maybe the paper sculptures are kind of swerved in another um, direction but I think slowly yeah started making things where um i wanted a bit more freedom and i realized also um, i'm not i wasn't um, cut out at all to work for um clients it's just it's a very different way of working and um it didn't yeah didn't really suit me um but um but also i think the turn one of the turning points was saying like to go back to um you were asking about an artist that uh, had a, a big impact. And when I saw um, the Agnes Martin exhibition at the, the Tate Modern, I think it was in 2015, um, that had a huge, huge impact on me. Um, it was, there's definitely a, a before and after that show. Um, it just, um, it's really hard to put into words, but when, when I saw her work, it just, it touched something very deep inside me. It really struck a chord and um, I, yeah, I was really affected by it emotionally and, and spiritually and, um, uh, and visually. And um, so, yeah, I think that's, I did a residency um, not long after that and uh and the works I did there were, were definitely influenced heavily by by that um, by the the works that I saw of Agnes Martin. Um, and then, yeah, and then I I started thinking about um, doing an MA, um, and and there, yeah, and then I there it is. <laughs> I applied, and yeah, mm. I can see the Agnes Martin influence. Oh, really? Oh, the very yeah. sort of minimal. Um, 
the sort of minimalism of your work is sort of very reminiscent of her, her kind mm. of work and stuff. But I mean, I suppose um, when you were doing um, textile BA, there was a there was a fine line between design and fine art. I can imagine mm. there when. Um, did you feel mm. that when you were on, on that course, or did, was it more? Yeah. More um, directed towards um, the industry rather than sort of yeah. creativity. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that because it's um, back then, like when I did the the um, end of year collection, the final collection. Um, I I was all my references were. Um, art related they weren't and I wasn't really thinking about wearable clothes or like or the industry it was for me it was um more about the kind of ideas and concepts that fed into the uh the clothes but more like um and and showing the the textiles and the clothes um uh in a different context more as a, a uh, an environment or an installation kind of um, way even though we we did we had a an actual um, catwalk and but um, but we also had we could um, we had a space to kind of create our own to display our collections and um, we had a a jury that came and and different people from the industry that came and spoke to us and um, but I remember thinking of mine in like creating an environment and an experience Um, so um, yeah and all the visuals that I had it wasn't just a close for me it was all like the presentation of it and uh, so yeah so it was always I guess thinking about it in that way um, and I've, it's, it wasn't so much fashion for me. It's always been like the, like textiles. I've always had, a, um, I've always been drawn to, um, to textiles and, and I think there's, um, I mean, it's, it's quite trendy, um, at the moment. Um, it's been for, for a little, um, the last few years, but there's so much potential with, um, textiles with the, the kind of, the, the materials and the techniques and um, to uh, to use them in a, with a, a lot more freedom and um, to use them in yeah in an art kind of way, um, not to be worn or for any kind of specific kind of use, but just um, yeah. Did you do you manage to go and see the Ann Albers show? Yes, yes. Because oh. that was amazing. That was an amazing show. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the fine line between fine art and design and then yeah. textile. That's true. Yeah, because she also did um, uh, works for clients. And yeah, she also like, yeah. thought of the um, kind of utilitarian elements. Um, but yeah, it was great to see because also that kind of work, you, you need to get up close and you need to... Um, is so intricate and there's so many different layers within um, each kind of woven piece. Um, it's yeah. yeah, it's really fascinating to to see. Um, it's just it's really beautiful. Um, yeah, I thought it was a um, a well created show as well. I kind of really enjoyed. I, I really liked seeing 
the her drawings as well as mm -hmm. the actual the actual pieces. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, true. Yeah, all the other things, kind of that. Yeah, is the that whole world that she had, um, and all her experiments as well with the, um, well, yeah, and talking about the Bauhaus and the um, the is it Black Mountain um, College. Um, yeah. But it's um yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really really well done um yeah there's not yeah there's not many of um of those kind of shows on uh on that kind of scale and like in places like the Tate <laughs> yeah. um, it feels like still I don't know something that's um uh not showcased as much as other kind of works but um. But hopefully you'll actually there's one that was supposed to um that is supposed to come up in um at the Tate Modern, but who knows what will happen. Um because uh, who knows when it will reopen, but I'm just trying to um I can't remember the name. Um but I'm just gonna have a look. Um oh yes, Magdalena um, I'm probably butchering her name, <laughs> Magdalena Avakano Witz. Um, uh, yeah. Do you know um, her works? You know what? I don't. I don't. But um, I'm sure well, if I saw the work, I'd recognise it. Um, I'll, have, I'll have a look. Mm, they're like the um, uh, sculptures, but um, yeah, with um, made with um, woven fibre. Um, and that, oh, yeah, that, was, yeah. That, that was supposed to happen in 17th of June, but um, who knows? <laughs> possibly, possibly, that will, that will not happen. Will be open by June. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose you all your your sort of part time work has that stopped? Did that stop over the lockdown? Are you no? So, um, no, I'm still, um I found, yeah, I've got a new um, part-time work, so and I, I found that just at the beginning of lockdown. I was very lucky to, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, so I'm, I'm doing that, yeah, three days a week, and then I can um, continue to do my own work, um, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So, so work that you can work from home. Yes, exactly. Right? Yes, things oh, that I can do on a computer, brilliant. so it's um, yeah. Yeah, it's ideal. Um, so, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I know um, I've got a friend who lives in Kent, and um, his uh, wife uh, designed, uh, well, made um, wedding dresses, and all her uh, commissions had been cancelled. Mm. So he he'd had to find a, a full time job, right? Um, to yeah, to be the main breadwinner. So I'm kind of sort yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you found a job and I'm I'm sort of I know that I'm sort of privileged in the sense that Chloe mm. is still working full time and stuff. So sort of mm. uh, you're able to yeah. But I know yeah it's it's been of, yeah, terrible, isn't it, for the yeah, yeah for a lot of artists, um, well a lot of um freelancers in general, people who work on zero hour contracts or it's been uh, yeah, horrendous to um yeah, to not be able to to work um, and earn 
for living. Um, it's, yeah. it's, you'd be working, working in as your part-time job is that working in museums and stuff, and then suddenly mm. all the museums are closed. I don't know how. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, how well, people well, surviving in that sense. Well, a lot of. Um, I mean, a lot of people that I know who um, were working in those um, capacities are um, furloughed, so they're still able to um, to earn a living. But um, yeah, until the the museums reopen, but um, yeah. but nobody knows when when that's supposed to when that's going to happen just yet. So yeah, um, yeah, and it's such a <clears throat> such a strange situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's the thing. It's, I think it's, um, uh, I mean, not, yeah, some, some artists have, um, jobs that are kind of, um, kind of more fixed, I guess, or, and, and some, um, is yeah a lot of artists also have jobs that are just kind of um contract based or um yeah so it's uh, yeah and it's kind of it's also in nature of artists to to um be to have lots of skills to be adaptable and to but it's um yeah it's they and we should be able to to you know to have these kind of um jobs that are less um fixed or sometimes i mean there is also i guess there's pros and cons for um for both but sometimes it can um allow for a lot more freedom for artists and um especially when when you want to do residencies or if you want to if you're able to do those kind of things or to yeah um but yeah in this situation it is extremely um tricky yeah I, I know people who teach and I think they still are, are working because obviously they? yeah oh they're still uh, they're doing they're, they're, they're just doing zoom tutorials basically mm. um so that's uh, uh I think students are managing to to continue working wherever yeah. they are and then just having sort of uh group or one-to-one chats with with the lecturers via sort of zoom or skype or whatever so yeah. i think that that's quite a good because yeah you don't know what i mean people who who um like i hear about um the the this year's graduations from the Royal College are, are fighting for mm. their final show not to be just an online showcase. That yeah. mm. they still will be a physical sort of show. Mm. Um, hello. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I I mean, I think yeah. Different colleges have had different um, responses to, to graduation shows. Um, can't really. Mm. Yeah, so it's sad for people who who were sort of um, were going to graduate yeah. to this year. It's like because that's like um, that's one of the things to look forward to is your graduation show and and the yeah. kind of sort of yeah. um, celebrations. 
um, and you showcase the showcasing mm. and, and of your of your sort of final work and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully colleges will still have their final shows but delayed maybe till september or something like that i think yeah there's different um there's been yeah. different responses i think yeah the, the rca have um taken a, a decision to um i mean and i say the college has taken the decision to to do it online but i think other colleges have um postponed or aren't um haven't yet um set a, a date necessarily for yeah. when um, the degree show would happen, but um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I guess yeah. When you're a, a, a student, you um, and you've it's like the culmination of your um, degree, so you want to to show um, your work well in the, in the in the best possible light, and you want some. It's at the time. It's yeah. It's it's quite um, an important event, and uh, yeah. It's like, a ritual almost i mean it's like uh yeah you you do oh, and then you go yeah you go off and do other things and mm. yeah well even that the week of the show up and then you sort of mm. talking to to people who are coming around to see the show you're hanging out with your sort of contemporaries it's all yeah quiet. yeah it was that week was quite i remember it was a very sort of exciting time yeah 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 um yeah it's true yeah i remember yeah it was exciting and, and yeah. nerve-wracking like yeah and exciting yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, a, a bundle of emotions <laughs> yeah. <It's tough. laughs> yeah for sure um yeah. but also and i'm not like making any comments about the 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 degree show situation um uh currently um i don't want to but um uh but I think um, it's interesting when you think about the um, uh, degree show in, in, in general, when I was thinking about it pre-lockdown, it's um, uh, it can be seen as like the kind of um, the, the thing, you know, you have to, you put so much into it and uh, that's the, yeah, uh, there's so much, uh, there can be so much pressure, but, but it is a, a, just a point in the evolution of your, your work. I've been thinking again a lot about um, uh, Agnes Martin and I, you know, she took, there was like a period of like four or five years where she didn't actually make any work, um, where she traveled um, quite a lot and um, around the States and, um, uh, and I thought, and she did that actually on the back of like, she was becoming um, quite successful with, um, uh, selling quite a, a, a bit of um, work with her uh, through her gallery um, and um, yeah and then just had kind of a, a long pause um, <laughs> and I was like wow how brave and how that's very brave <laughs> but, um, but in a way you, and also like and she she started like she did her MA like later than like her um the artists that she was studying with were, were younger than her. Um, and, um, but yeah, so she kind of came to it a bit later than, um, than I guess most people or a lot of people, but, um, but yes, yeah, so it's, it's so interesting to, um, I think to take a stance like that and to decide what's, um, maybe what you need or what, what's right for you. Um, 
Yeah, maybe it was easier. She didn't have social media. She, I heard somewhere that she her her life was based totally based on a a minimalist aesthetic, like a yeah. whole kind of like ethos. Yeah, including also, I mean, her spirituality also, and her living was very yeah, sort of. Which seems, which I find quite interesting. That. Mm. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. And that has a certain kind of appeal, but it's also been kind of mythologized as well um, quite a yeah. lot. And she wasn't the um, kind of monk like figure that um, <laughs> some people <laughs> make her out to be or that. Um, um, but yeah, but it's, yeah, it's interesting, I think, to uh, the, her attitude um, towards her work. Um, I was when um, when I first started um, uh, was yeah first getting really interested in, in her work. I was really interested as well in her um, in her mindset, like her process, her way of approaching her um, the making, but also of um, her lifestyle. And um, yeah, there's a lot. To, um, I think that I I got a lot out of. Um, reading about it and um thinking about it and um yeah. that she yeah she, i think she used she was extremely intuitive and um um just seemed to kind of tune in to her internal compass and her yeah her spiritual and emotional um needs i think um yeah Mm. Um, I mean, it's the kind of work that you kind of need a lot of sort of space and a lot of thought, yeah, to make to make that kind of work because the yeah, even though there's a minimal, the very minimal sort of mark sort of making in the work, mm. you can see that each mark is a considered yeah um, decision, mm. which you can't just like do that in a, a sudden way like in no, a sort of, um, in a and I suppose in a sort of the cliche emotional way of abstract like an abstract expressionism it's it's like it's it's all it's almost a meditation on a paint mark mm. in a way mm. yeah no completely I think it transpires into to her work yeah you can definitely or like uh, yeah, I can definitely get a sense of that when I look at her paintings um, and drawings. Mm. But um, but it's yeah, it really made me think of. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about that the the kind of lifestyle that um, and the quality of life that you have as a a, a person and as an artist and how that um, affects your work um, and you know living in big cities as opposed to um, living in other places or slightly maybe quieter or less busy. There's a couple of things I want to mention regarding this episode. Um, the exhibition that I talked about at uh, Simon Lee Gallery was the Hong Kong-based artist 
Chris Huronson can. You can still see the work online. You should you should check it out. And finally, Audrey talked about collaborating with an artist on a project which was Hark at the old Shoreditch Cafe. The old Shoreditch Station Cafe, I mean, in London in 2012. The artist was Andrew McGregor. I'd like to thank Audrey for giving time to have a conversation with me and finally Richard Waddle for the intro outro music. Goodbye. Thank you.